Welcome to another episode of Laugh Not to Cry. I am your co-host Jeremy GJ. And I'm your co-host Commander Cody. And we're back at it again. Hope you guys enjoyed the last episode with our international guest from China. That was a really fun one. That was a cool one. Hopefully we can. We're going to try to get her back on again, you know, before she's let loose back into the wonderful streets of Shanghai. Um, but today it's just it's just Cody and I, so you just kind of just the two of us. <laughs> you have the bear and granite and wherever the phrase is, I'm too tired to think. Um Cody and I were just talking about how we have not been sleeping well. Oh, but for two very separate reasons. Um I am still hunting for work. Um, which, you know, it's hilarious. And everybody's been telling me, you know, like, yeah, companies say, you know, they got to say they're hiring and put out the ads so they can keep getting that federal, you know, subsidy, but they don't actually have to hire anybody. And I'm like, well, that sucks for me because I am looking for work and uh, credit card, my credit cards have limits. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so that's been that's been keeping me up. Uh, but I've had some interviews. We'll see if something sticks and is you know feasible. I spent sixty dollars on regular gas filling up my tank, which is um, disgusting. Yep, yep, it's been going up again. Yeah, but that was also with seventy cents off. Jesus. Right. Right. Good lord. Right. So it it would have been four forty, but we paid three seventy. And it still took sixty dollars to fill my tank and then I filled my girlfriend's tank, which took our total to like a hundred and something. Mm-hmm. And so You guys uh, both have like bigger tanks too, don't you? Yeah, I think I have like a 16-gallon tank on my. I think hers is probably like 13, 14, something around there. That'll do so, it. Yeah, I have fairly good range. Um, I get like 535 miles to the tank. Oh, that's pretty good then. Yeah, it's pretty solid. It was just disgusting standing at this tank, just watching that number just roll on and on and on and on. Yeah. And they're predicting by the end of the summer around these parts is going to be hitting $6. Which makes zero sense because the price of crude oil right now per barrel is the cheapest it's ever been. Um, but the it's really oil- cheap. And like we're supposed to be like releasing a bunch from from our stock, from our storage to combat the prices. But, you know. The oil giant said, no, we don't have to lower prices. What are you talking about? And they're right because they they perfectly set it up where people are dependent on their individual cars. So it's not like I can't get gas because then I can't go to work. And then my girlfriend and I are homeless. So uh, you just you just pay the price. You cry a little and then. Yeah, I keep going on with your day. And then you come make a podcast about it. <laughs> On the other hand, 
Cody's been a sick boy, and I don't mean with the yeah. with the rhymes. He's been actually a. Uh, I ain't got the Eel. flow. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I actually this has been going on a little bit for I don't know, like a week now at this point. Like, because when we recorded the last episode, I also was not feeling great, but that was mm-hmm. more just like sinuses and like pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, today today and, and last night was not fun but yeah uh, I, I ended up not going to work and then i streamed a little bit today and got got play a little bit of batman yeah i am batman um yeah hey cody did you take a COVID test no no I'm not. <laughs> uh we actually don't have any oh boy i think we have some I think we i think yeah i think we still have some so maybe i'll send one your way you know just to be safe we can, i mean we can still get some through the mail right for free just i like think one so. per per household like a couple per household or something yeah but you know u.s um, snail mail yeah and yeah. uh i could probably get some from work because we actually do work for the company that makes the at-home tests really and they gave uh, the company a bunch. Wow. The, anybody that goes there has to take uh, a test like twice a week mm. to go in and work there. Um, yeah, the same company that makes uh, the baby formula e- that had the, the yeah, um, yeah. Is that yeah. Similac? Uh, I don't know what the um, I don't know if that's like the brand, but the company mm. that makes it is Abbott Abbott Nutrition. Oh, Abbott Nutrition. Yeah, mm-hmm. they had the um, the plant in Michigan that shut down and they have a, a plant here, too. Do we do work mm-hmm. for them? OK, yeah, I think I actually drove past that today on my way to my 1-800-GOT-JUNK interview. It's on uh, 270. Yeah, that sounds about right. Or I drove past one of the headquarters or something, but I do remember mm-hmm. seeing the Abbott Nutrition. Uh, actually, I live really close to one of their one of their offices, actually, because um, I see it all the time. I'm like, oh, Abbott. Why do I see that? Why do I recognize the name? Because they are in, they got their hands on some of everything. Yep. Um, yep. But yeah, so you know, if we sound a little sleepy and a little groggy, because and that's because we are, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are, as I like to say, fully cooked. Um, and yeah, but Cody got to stream today, which you know, I've taken a liking to. Um, I don't know if you would have told me. 10 years ago, I would have liked watching other people play video games. I'd be like, you're stupid. <laughs> um, you're a dummy. And stop talking to me. And then I fell down this rabbit hole of watching this guy do uh, Call of Duty gameplays. Mm-hmm. And now they those weren't live streams. Those were like edited. Just on YouTube? Just on YouTube. And he's this British guy, and he has made so much money that he bought an Audi R8 
for people who don't know what that is, that's a supercar. No, minimum hundred grand. Crashed it and bought a new one immediately. Jesus. Well, I know, you make you make a lot of money off of YouTube, but it's really hard. Everything's gotten a lot harder, like making money with uh, digital content and all that stuff. Yeah, um, but he's but with that he's, that kind of stuff. Like it's a bunch of views. Yeah, probably he also, probably has like a, a the diamond plate or whatever. Yeah, he has a few because he has three channels, but also he's like he's British and so he's done like all these other British stuff too. So he's had a he has a a kids book out. He has toys. He has he had a show where they like. It was like Pimp My Ride, but it was like kids' version. Oh, the kids would like pimp the family vehicle. It's like, like he's like a big. He has like uh, why well, can't I Epic like Epic Games? Like he has a really strong connection with them. So now he just got his first icon skin in Fortnite, um, and all his has like is customizable and it has all these lights and stuff, and so basically. He's, I think he's Christina's age. So I think he's like 29, about to be 30. Um, And yeah, he lives in like this mansion-esque house in like the countryside of England. And he has an Audi R8 and a a Tesla Model X. Um, And yeah, they, he has money and not not all that he does is play video games, but that is the main source of his income is video gaming. He also was sponsored by like Red Bull and I think Mountain Dew at one point or something. Crazy stuff. But anyway, back down the rabbit hole. I started watching him because he was playing Call of Duty. And like I've said before, I can't I don't know if I actually said on here, but I have a hard time playing first person shooters. Um I get nauseous. I get motion sickness from the POV. And so I was like, well, maybe I can watch someone else play. And watching someone else play, I don't get sick, um, which is weird. But then I went down a further rabbit hole with him because my little sister asked me to buy her Minecraft. And I was like, I don't know what that is. So uh, I went to go do some research and come to find out he had a whole second page entirely dedicated to Minecraft. And so you do all like these custom islands and or he'll play the game all the way through um and so i, I did i just ran down the, the rabbit hole and now i've been watching the guy for a long time now like a, a an extremely long time at this point um and so now that's a thing that i enjoy is watching people game but this is like I've watched him stream like live stream like Fortnite events, but I wasn't I was I wasn't on Twitch before. And so now I look forward to Cody streaming because I'm like, oh, this is something different. And it's like a mixture of the two things I enjoy watching. It's like uh it's like live commentary on stuff, but also it's animated. And so like I don't like real people that much, so I don't watch real people shows that often. <laughs> watch shows with real people in them that often. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a combination of two things. Like I still get a real person because now Cody's putting up his his webcam. You can see his face cam while he's um, while he's streaming. So I get that aspect of it. See and me then, jump at a bunch yeah, of shit. Get him. He got scared. He got real scared today. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know why I didn't expect him to see me. I was standing on top of a roof. Yeah, he got he got uh got no scoped by a by a NPC a few times. Um, and then I get the animated portion from the video games because I just like video games and they're not real people. So that's more interesting <laughs> watching the dynamic. So yeah, you either get into watching it for like one of two reasons: either because they're good at the game and you like you like the the crazy plays that they make with whatever game that they're playing or uh you watch someone like me or the people that i watch who are awful at video games and you get to <laughs> laugh at uh the things that that get messed up like uh this one guy that i've been watching for quite a few years now uh he's currently playing a game called blood bowl 2 which is it, it's an older game but it's um it's like football with um uh, a bunch of like different creatures of a like of a different game universe. So it's mm-hmm. got like a bunch of dark elves, high elves, uh, ogres, uh, little rat, rat uh, humanoid people, uh, humans, dwarves, halflings, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And like the entire purpose of it is to beat the absolute shit out of the other team. Hmm. Um. And his luck in this game, because it's all based off of like dice rolls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, his luck has just been absolutely garbage <laughs> this time around when he's played it. Like he will constantly slip and fall and injure his own players and uh, lose his turn as opposed to like knocking out the other team. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just like I've never seen anybody's luck be this horrible for this yeah. long. So, yeah. I you think watch, it was end also, up watching it for one of two reasons. Yeah, I think what's cool about it too is that like, I don't know, it's like one of those like you had to be there moments. Like mm-hmm. whenever you watch a stream, something interesting would happen. But if you like, like you're just telling me about that, and it sounds funny, but also out of context, you're like, what? And so oh yeah, absolutely. Like, <laughs> so you're like, when you're in the middle of it, you feel like you're a part of something exclusive. Yeah. And I think I like that aspect too. Like I'm I'm included in something exclusive, even though it's on the internet. Anybody could go watch it if they want to, but it feels it feels intimate and it feels exclusive. Um it feels even more intimate right now because we're still working on Cody's fan base. And so yeah. a lot of it is me, you know, interacting with him one on one during the game and giving him feedback. But as of recently he's had a few more people pop in and like chat. Although hmm. the other day, guys, I I didn't watch the stream, but I watched the video on demand because I'm actually like super trying to keep up with this game. Um, and there was just this heated debate going. And like when you watch the oh, video yeah. on demand, the comments come back up as people were putting them in as he's playing the game. And Cody and I are, are as we said, we're not like huge DC fans. Like we are, we're more Marvel. Um, and but these two guys were like, like just freaking going at it mm-hmm. in this comments, and I'm glad I wasn't there that day because it would have been real awkward for me just getting <laughs> watching them come up because <laughs> it was awkward for what? me watching them, and they I wasn't even involved in the first time around. One of them is uh my other friend actually that I know in real life, okay. um, gotcha. who who is just like too into DC and too mm. into Batman. 
and like his his he's already a very like uh like a very passionate person and like a mm-hmm. very like over the top a hundred percent at all times energy type of person. Um, so then get him talking about something that he enjoys and like he knows a bit about mm-hmm. and it, it's even more. Um, and so like he is really into uh, the, uh, the Christopher, Christopher Nolan Batman series mm-hmm. and everything that that went into with the dark Knight and all that stuff. Um, and so like, yeah, like he, he can go on for hours, days at a time about like all of that stuff. And like that, um, that style of Joker and like those villains and all that stuff and that type of Batman and, um, the other guy that's been popping in, uh, which you know, shout out to him because he's been coming back, and I'm I'm super mm-hmm. happy to to have him there to talk to him about this stuff. And um, but um, he liked the guy that I don't know liked the newest the Batman that came out, mm-hmm. and yeah. I I liked it too. I liked the way the direction they went with it. Um, just looking at it from an outside perspective, not really expecting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. And my friend, absolutely hated it like as (laughs) soon as it came out and as soon as he saw it like before it even came out he was already ranting and raving on facebook about how it's going to be a shitty movie and like how it's not going to be any good compared to you know the dark knights and all that stuff and uh sure enough he saw it and hated it and went ranting and raving again on facebook (laughs) about how awful it is and and so then like he comes in to the stream and like immediately is trying to be like be a super like meme edge lord, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately just his personality. <laughs> uh, so it it takes a little bit of get, of getting used to. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. It, but uh, the guy his his game his tag is like it's King Blade or something like that. Was kind of like he was fairly holding his own. Like you could yeah. tell like he knew a lot, and also. He knew a lot and was a fan, but also was not as passionate or like fanatic as your right. friend that was talking about it. And so like oh, yeah. he was keeping his very even keel tone about how mm-hmm. he was talking about everything. And I was like, I, I would have been like, if y'all keep arguing about Captain White privilege on this damn stream, <laughs> that's where I would have slid in. Like, okay, we can keep talking about all of this and how you, you know, how he would have been out it because you know he was being all moody versus blah 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 blah. Um, like no one would have gave it a, a second thought because it was a white mm-hmm. man with a lot of money in a bass suit. Like nobody would have right. really been paying attention in the first place. Uh, so it was that's my, that's my was, main thing about Batman, anyways. Yeah, uh, you and I have talked about it a little bit just on our own with like just the essence of Batman and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And like, it's, it's, it is literally like they, they, in the game that I'm playing uh Batman Arkham Asylum, it's an old game. It came out in like 2013. 
So it's oh, know, that's it, old. That's old yeah. now, Cody. We graduated in 2013. Yeah. That's yeah. old now. So like it, it's been around. If you haven't played it, then you know it's a good game. I enjoy it. Um, but uh, most people know what's going on in the game. Um, and they they kind of talk about it there in one of the flashbacks in the game. It's like it flashes back to young Bruce and he's talking to like Commissioner Gordon and one of the other cops is like, he's going to be fine. He's got tons of money. Mm-hmm. Like he, he doesn't have to worry about anything. Don't don't spend too much time on him. Commissioner Gordon, like he, he's rich. He'll be fine. Get over his it. Butler is coming to get him. That yeah. was one of the lies. You like, hear that? You, his butler's butler here to pick him up. <laughs> yeah. As like, just the cop has absolutely no regard to like him just no seeing his parents get murdered right in front of him. No he's rich. Yeah. Um, and like, it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously like you're gonna feel something and you're gonna be depressed with all that stuff. But at the same time, he's got a point. He is rich. <laughs> He he has the money that he can get the best help in the world. Absolutely. And the crazy and, part is, like, not to diminish, like, yes, even like people with money can go through trauma. That's that's not what I'm saying. But he had access. He had access to do something about said trauma. Like the whole I'm going out for vengeance thing was like not necessary with the amount of money that he had. <laughs> right. right. Like he could, he could use the money. If he really wanted to clean up Gotham and clean up the crime in Gotham, he could use his money to, you know, either get everybody the mental health that they need. So then they, they're not arch villains mm-hmm. or, you know, beef up the police. Cause they could, he could do that. And he has done it. Um, and like he could spend his money in other ways besides putting on a bat suit filled with armor and <laughs> quote unquote not killing people, just beating the absolute shit out of them. Beating the absolute dog shit out of poor people who yeah. can't who, who they have to go to his hospital and yeah. then are in further debt because they don't have the money. Just or in jail because they, they can't post bond because they're mm-hmm. poor. Of course, they're going to work for the Joker. They need that hundred dollars to feed yeah. themselves that evening. And that's the crazy. That's the craziest part is that it makes it seem like poor people are inherently bad. And it's like no, they're poor and they're trying to make a job. Some of these people don't even know they're working for the Joker. They're working for one of his aliases, aka like Jack White. And they're just at a plant that Jack White owns, and but Batman figures out that it's owned by the Joker, and they come. He comes in and concusses, you know, fifty people, and they're just like, "What? Ha- what's happening? I'm at my place of employment. Yeah, <laughs> now they're, I'm going to, Wayne to make Memorial. an honest living. <laughs> now I got now I'm being in an ambulance to Wayne Memorial. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Is is is. It's comical, but it's also sad because you could see it happening in real life. Like, I feel like everyone says that Elon Musk is like the next Tony Stark. 
No, he's not that cool. He's one <laughs> insult away from being the next Batman. Like, yeah, yeah. I would own... not be surprised if he suddenly got a bat suit. Not even like trying to make his own thing. Just a full on bat suit. Just a full bat suit. Like, like tries tries to get the trademark for Batman, and then runs around as Batman. Yeah. There's like the thing about Tony Stark was that he had no pretenses that you know he wasn't rich that he wasn't a playboy philanthropist like at least in the mcu that we've grown up with comics i can't tell you but in the from what i've seen in the mcu there was no pretenses that you know he was like i have this money i'm gonna make a super suit and i'm gonna fight bad guys yeah right but then you got bruce like, like I'm out here for vengeance, and it's like, sir, sir, you are using beating up poor people as your therapy. That's for your what coping to your parents. That's your coping mechanism. Like, that's not fair. Yeah, <laughs> that's not fair at all. Seek help like, yeah. <laughs> immediately. Um, so the game, the game is awesome, but the premise of there's like two superheroes that like just annoy me like Batman being one and Captain America being the other Batman because you know this whole pretense of like I'm moody my parents got killed yes we get it trauma is real but there are better ways to deal with it Captain America because he's supposed to be the symbol of America but he's actually steroids, boy. Like, <laughs> the whole thing about America is supposed to be fair, equal. He literally was shot up with an intense version of roids. Mm-hmm. And then became the poster boy for America. He got what out the mud? Pulled himself up by what bootstraps? <laughs> Like this, this is this is who you want to be the face of your nation. The guy who was too weak to be enlisted in the military, <laughs> and so he went through an experimental program that could have cost him his life for patriotism. Question mark? Like he's he's almost he's almost like too righteous. Mm-hmm. In, in the sense that like he will look past everything that these people have done in order to get them like a fair trial and to yes. like do the righteous thing by them and it's like no they don't deserve that yeah like they've been racist they've been homophobic <laughs> they've been xenophobic they've attacked people purely because of who they are and you're like sorry can't do anything about it we got to bring them in yeah and that was like and then the whole like at least in the MCU like watch your mouth with the whole swearing thing like like mm. y'all didn't swear in the time you came up in if you oh, yeah. know yeah if you know shut the f- like <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is all the parodies on TikTok of like him actually like coming becoming unfrozen like in the time that he did or like uh-huh. now and mm-hmm. and they're just like he's just like 
who was president? <laughs> Y'all had a who in the White House? <laughs> <laughs> so that's exactly how it would go. Because exactly what it was. Because the world was not a peaceful, loving place. Yeah. Before he got frozen in that ice. So we're going to pretend like he was this upstanding, righteous white man in that time. Just yeah, gonna... just like from from childhood up until he got frozen <laughs> at 18, he's just like super righteous all the time. And like he sees the norm of some person of color getting beat the shit out of and hanged. He goes, he goes and stops them. No, you're going to push him aside. Be like, sit down, kid. This is what happens. <laughs> it's just like, what? What is happening? So those, yeah, those are my my two least favorite like superheroes, because once not a superhero it's a white dude in a suit. Um you know, getting his therapy mm-hmm. out by punching unskilled people in the mm-hmm. face, um, whose enemy has no, who's also not a super villain. Like he's a mastermind, and he went through some changes because he went, he fell into a vat of acid, but he's not super in any way. And that, all of his deeds could be stopped if you just took him out because he's not invulnerable. Like yeah. what? That was that was my friend's uh, biggest thing about like the new Batman movie is that he's really tired of um the like humanized villains mm-hmm, on Batman. Yeah. Like he, he wants to deal with like Clayface and Killer Croc and all the fantastical mm-hmm. shit. Which is fine. Like, that's totally cool. But to make that the basis of your absolute hatred <laughs> and of a movie, like, nah, man, like, they still did a good job with it. Yeah, but, you also got to walk people into that because yeah, you got to get them into a, a state of suspended belief because we're to believe that this man in a suit is going to beat a a person who is a mutant. Right. Right? Because during this game that he's been playing, Arkham Asylum, he gets like these character bios and he reads through them. Like Cody reads them aloud on the stream. And for the most part, most of the villains are just regular people. They're regular yeah. people with mental disabilities, which mm-hmm. also, if we're thinking about it in the grand scheme of things, also not a great representation. Like no. people with mm-hmm. mental disabilities, like every other one is like multiple personality disorders, schizophrenia. Like you're like, hey, uh can we not we understand the time that y'all wrote this in, but we need to like maybe update this a little bit because you're like demonizing all these people with mental health. Um but then some of them are just straight up mutants. Killer Croc is not yeah. a human being. <laughs> no, like he was born with something that made his skin scaly. And right. Clayface put on a super- mask that turned his whole body into something totally different. We yeah. are to believe that this man is just just throwing hands with these guys. Like we already right. suspended belief with him with Superman because you know he fight he figured out Kryptonite. Whatever. These these people, these beings, as so far as we know, have no discernible weakness, or he's not been fighting them long enough to know the discernible weaknesses for him to just be running up throwing hands with them. So like don't make that the first movie. Like, yeah, maybe yeah, right. stepped them in with the Riddler 
and you know the joker and you know names that people know because i didn't know clayface before this video game to be honest because like i said i don't mm-hmm. follow dc so if you want to if you're trying to attract new dc fans you need to get the villains in there that people know readily the only one that people would really know that's like fantastical in any way is mr freeze or poison ivy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. um and like even even in the game against poison ivy like a vine comes at him and he just grabs it and crushes it and suddenly she's on the ground screaming and crying screaming and crying he just has to go into a forest and start punching trees and she's down for the count and like mr freeze just get him get him a little bit hot you're good to go (laughs) right and so what i liked about like only thing i really ever followed that was batman was gotham which was a series about batman before he was batman so um no he's a young bruce wayne going through all the all the angsty stuff you're supposed to go through as like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to me, that's when Batman makes sense because you know, that kind of angst you should have as a teenager or right. as like a young kid into a teenager and your parents murder. I understand that as a 60 year old man, not so much. <laughs> he um, held on to that for so long. Like I cannot wait to have control of my company and suit and beat the shit out of people. Like, he bang broke his back in two and then he mm-hmm. still came back. Like, yeah, that was your warning to sit out and you did not take it. Like, <laughs> like in Batman Beyond, he's just a decrepit old man walking on a cane. Mm-hmm. And now Terry McGinnis is taking the throne and he's pissed about it. Like, sir, you had your time. You're like, yeah. Edie, relax. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying? How did I get down here? Oh crap, I lost it. I what was Gotham. I talking about? Oh, Gotham, yeah. So it was showing like him being trained by Alfred and you know, him dealing with all it was a different perspective, like how he got to know Commissioner Gordon and you know, the relationship and you know, him growing up with Selena Kyle, like and her becoming Catwoman. It's like it's like watching it progress that way versus like just being dropped in the middle of Batman and he's already playboy philanthropist. Like mm-hmm. now Gotham is cheesy. It's cheesy as I get out. It's cheesier than a five layer dip, but <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> yeah. And, and the focus also wasn't completely on Bruce. It was actually mm-hmm. more on Gordon um, and how he was dealing with Gotham and dealing with all these instances because they even said in the show, like, y'all herald like Martha and Thomas Wayne as these heroes, but look at Gotham where they lived. Like also in this in this game, they like you know, Thomas inherited his family's wealth, like generational wealth. Yeah. And the city you still live in, the city you live in still looks like this, cuz like yeah. uh questionable. So so they question that in the show too. They're like, do we wanna believe that he's, you know, they were these upstanding people as we they're painted to be? Because mm-hmm. obviously stepped on some toes to continue to amass the amount of money they had in a city that's so poor. Yeah. So that was a big point too in the Batman. Yeah. Um was I haven't like seen it. 
it 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 goes i don't want to spoil anything but it goes uh into further detail of like the same thing like it touches on like the waynes were not good people Mm. because they were rich and they have this wealth and they didn't do anything with it to actually help the city right and like if you ever watch it they they do go into it okay that's all i'm gonna say on it but they they touch on it okay yeah because that's like (laughs) excuse me that's like something like I was just having this conversation with my mom. Like, I think we had a conversation on the show before. Like, anybody with any generation, like that amount of money amassed, mm-hmm. did not. There's no way they got that in like the most wholesome way, right? Because people who are wholesome donate their money like immediately. Like, there are like CEOs who are like, I don't make more than this, and if my company turns a profit, I make sure that my employees get that money, and then if there's anything left over. I donate it or reinvest right. it back in the company. I'm not trying to like, there was this guy, he was like, I don't need more than a hundred thousand dollars a year. He's like with my family, that's more than enough for us to live comfortably. So mm-hmm. anything more than that, I redistribute to my employees. I put it back in the business and then I donate. Like, yeah, <laughs> right that's that's being a reasonable human being because what do you need with two billion dollars right you cannot spend that in a lifetime so it's just like yeah there's no way that you know the wayne's were absolutely upstanding all the time people because they had way too much money and way Mm -hmm. too much industry and look at where they lived like they did right. they did really nothing to prevent or help their their local economy be any better. So mm-hmm. yeah. That's that's Batman. The game is super interesting. Um It is. The the next two games cuz it's the first one in a, in a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um the next two do start touching more like uh it's all part of the same story. Like it'll it will make a lot of sense uh, going from one game to the next, okay. um, and it, it gets very interesting. And you do get a little bit more into the uh, fantastical villains a okay. little bit more. So uh, I'm looking forward to those ones. Yeah, I know one, my cousin played one of them. I feel probably like he, Arkham City. I feel like he played Arkham City. Um, Yeah, I feel like he played Arkham City because I remember watching him. He bought it. And he was playing on uh, Xbox 360. That's when he was still living in our basement, and it was a cool mm-hmm. time watching him play that. And I like how like the the combos linked and like the way the fighting yep. mechanisms work in the game. Um, and the games are just like super dark and gritty. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not like dark like in like uh, I mean. The first game is called Arkham Asylum, so they are, you know, dark in that way. But like tone, like the tones and the colors they use in the game are like super dark and, mm-hmm. you know, very Lord vibes. Yeah. So um, the next know. ones continue that too. Like you're not running around in the daytime. Yeah. Under bright lights. Makes sense. You definitely stand out even more as a giant. <laughs> That's another thing in that game. Almost everybody in that game is above six foot. Which yeah. is like, what? <laughs> so are we also correlating that people 
with mental illnesses who go crazy are also just giant beasts of people. Um, <laughs> it was don't trust anyone over six foot. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um, Either six foot or four eleven. Yeah, there was like the two extremes because even the women were tall. Like some of the, yeah. like, the women are like five ten, five eleven. And you're like, wait a minute. I think they're like 125 person. pounds, like yeah. severely underweight, crazy underweight. Uh, I feel like the most reasonable was probably Catwoman in that one because she has to be little to be a cat burglar. Yeah, but like I think she was like like 110 or something. You're like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> even that one was like, hold wait up, a, wait a minute. Why is she the size of a prepubescent girl? There was um, one that made sense. Uh, that I just seen today, got the bio for today. That was like over six foot, but also like two hundred and twenty five pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like okay, that may, that tracks. That that tracks. Um, but uh, speaking of white man privilege and things of that nature, and you know violence, we cannot go a podcast. We took a mental health break because of one shooting. And, you know, but, you know, and then three more happened, three more happened in that time span. Um, and, you know, it's just exhausting. Um, the hard part about it is wanting to know everything and be involved. But also the hard part about it is want knowing everything and being involved like yeah you want to know the victim's names you want to know where it happened you want to know you want to know all these things because you want to still be a human and feel empathy and feel love and feel you know sadness for what's going on but living here makes it so hard because it happens so often Um, and it's the same story every single time Every single time it is, you know, the always is always a narrative of like, and it just, it's even more stark right now because of the debate with abortion and pro-lifers and all this stuff. And it's like mm-hmm. that conversation of like, okay, well, we care about human lives. So that's why we are fighting against abortion. But then it's like, well, what are you doing to stop the lives of these kids you have born? And they're like, we're going to give the teachers guns and you're like, that's not smart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's just not, um, no, absolutely not. And I'm not like a, I'm not an everyday teacher. I'm not in a classroom like that, but I am a teacher. I'm, I'm in a dance studio. I spend time with kids, you know, and as much of a, you know, aware person that I am and much of a, you know, protected that I am. I don't, I don't want a Glock in my studio, in my dance studio. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, if you don't plie right now. I'm going to kneecap you. You're right. And you know, that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that, you know, first drops into my head. Um, because the argument is always, you know, well, these teachers need to be armed because if they have a gun, then they can stop, you know, the assailant and my thought is this i have two thoughts about that one no 
But two, <laughs> um, <laughs> that, yes, it will stop more lives from being lost in theory, but not necessarily. Right. Because they're still probably going to get a classroom before that teacher with a gun gets a chance to take out that assailant. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's like, well, that's less life lost. Yes, but that's still life lost. Right? So, and then the other fact is, I know where I grew up, right? And I didn't (laughs) grow up in a necessarily particularly bad place, right? But those kids drove some of those teachers absolutely up the wall. The amount of teachers, our grade in particular like our graduating class made cry oh regularly like i would not want any of those teachers that we dealt with to have guns because of the shit that we did to them man it was absolutely atrocious and like one of like the epitome of that story is one of our math teachers took a sabbatical for her pregnancy we get a math teacher in she knows math. She's great. She's trying to teach us geometry. But she's Muslim and she wears a hijab. These rotten, just terrible demigorgons rip her hijab off in the middle of class and start was passing this? around. This was ninth grade. Holy shit. Thurston, Miss Prince was out. We had this lady. She was awesome. I loved her. She was pretty, and she taught math well. And they took her her job off. Now, this wasn't in my class. This was mm-hmm. in like another class that happened throughout the day. And then she never came back because why was she? Yeah, you just disrespect to her entire culture. The ultimate disrespect. The ultimate disrespect, right? And so, not saying that that teacher would shoot up a school but they just gave her impetus to yeah right and so like you hear there is we have we have phones we see teachers throwing hands with students right that's another thing now that you're implementing in the school systems that Mm -hmm. could go awry very quickly so like even if the teachers like don't even if they have the the for uh like the forethought to not go insane and pull it on a student students steal shit from teachers all the time that was about to be my next point like now that's something that could be taken out of a teacher's desk and used in the school yeah and especially with like hormonal teenagers like you Anything. get slighted, you get slighted for the smallest fucking reason. Like somebody, you know, kicks your chair one too many times in class. Suddenly you go up, steal the teacher's gun. Right. And teachers then it, the cycle continues. Yeah. Teachers are overworked. They got to jump classroom from classroom. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you, they can put it and lock it up. Kids break into shit. There are stories of kids breaking into shit to steal test answers. Yeah. And you don't think if they know that there's a Ruger sitting in the in the desk that they're not going to find some way to get into it if they want to. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's just like, that is just, it's not smart. 
Now, the other thing I don't agree with, though, that a lot of liberals are talking about is like putting metal detectors. What is a metal te- detector is going to stop someone who's already armed coming in? Yeah, exactly. Like it's not that's not going to stop anything because they're like you said, they're already in. Oh, they're well, already. they're they're going to hear it go off and then they're going to check outside and get blasted. The person <laughs> notice, notices it going off. Right. And so it's like but that's the other thing, though, like. It's not people inside the school doing the school shootings, right? Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of viral videos going around, which I'm not encouraging. I don't think it's good. But like of young, like teenage kids, mostly black boys, I got to say it, walking around armed to the teeth, like in the school, like opening mm-hmm. jackets, doing handshakes, showing it off in the middle of gym class, right? I don't think that's cool. I don't think that's awesome. I know why they're carrying them. You know, it's the neighborhoods they look at, they live in, they're part of gangs, you know, it's whatever. That's not cool. That's not awesome. We need to do something about that immediately because we should that that's not that's not glorifiable. That's not awesome. But also with them, they're not shooting up the schools. Yeah. They're walking around with them all day. And if they have beef with somebody, they wait till school's over because their beef is with that person or that group. Right. But they're mm-hmm. not they're not in there shooting indiscriminately in the schools versus these people who are online writing manifestos, publishing them to public places mm-hmm. and then getting armed to the teeth and then walking into these places where the kids are the most vulnerable. Those are two those are two totally separate things. They involve the same entity, which is the gun. And everybody's like, it's not the gun. But it's like, yeah. And then every, this is the one that pisses me off. It pisses me off so much. The whole, it's not the gun, it's the human. Agreed. Guns do not go off by themselves. A human has to pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. The counter argument is that, well, in places where they don't have guns, there are mass stabbings. Okay. Yes, that is true in places where there are stricter gun laws and there are like no guns except for like specialty task force that mass stabbings happen. Compare the number of deaths in a mass stabbing to the number of deaths in a mass shooting. Your likelihood of surviving from a mass stabbing is way higher than it is from someone coming in and putting five in you before you can blink. The likelihood of someone, a group of people being able to stop someone with a knife. Versus higher someone with an AR-15 way higher. Yes, both are violence. No, they are not the same type of violence. They you cannot, you cannot equate them, right? Yes, humans yeah. suck, and humans will always suck. But if you give someone who already sucks an easier way to suck, they will suck more. That's just how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. So... 
and it, it's it's so weird too because like this has been going on for so long that it, at this point the people that are going to be most likely to commit these atrocities have already gone through the system yep. where they learn where people are going to hide because yep. we've had drills for so goddamn long. Mm-hmm. Like, at, one, at one point they were talking about building like anti-school shooter schools. And yeah, it's like, with like not, no straight hallways. These kids go will be going to these schools. Yeah. They're going like, to know the corners. They're going to know the peaks. What? Right? Because also at the same time, these are kids. For the most part, right? These are <laughs> not these are not 30, 40 something year old men, right? These are 18, 19, 17 year old people who are like and it's hard for me to say like kid because if this was a black man, they definitely would say it's a, if it was a, a 18 year old and they were black, they would be like, that's a man. He's going, he's going away. But it's also like, I know what I was like at 17, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the feds consider me an adult. That's a child. Yeah. A child making adult decisions. You don't get to get off because you're a child, but also yep. a child. Like you are not fully developed. You don't even know who you are at that age yet. You're making a very, I'm making a very elaborate, dedicated decision to do something stupid. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, an 18 year old is a child. Yeah. In the grand it's, scheme it's, of living, it's so weird that like. They will, even if, you know, we see it on the news all the time here, but even if you're like 14, 15 and you're a person of color and you do something bad, nope, that you're an adult. You're an adult. Being sent away. You're an adult. If you're 23 and a white kid, oh, he's just a child. He's He's got so much to live for. But on the other hand, like, there's no way to justify any of that. It's incredibly wrong. Uh, and I'm never going to try to justify any of that. But like, it's so weird to me that like 18 is considered an adult and you can make all of these big decisions. But then as soon as like you try to make a big decision, everyone's like, well, you're still in a, you're still a child. Like right. you don't stop growing until you're 28. Right. It's like, all right. So why are you allowing me to do all this shit then? Yeah. Like that's, that's like, been choose, one of the pick and choose. Yeah, that's one of the biggest sticking points that's been in my head for a long time is when I was 17, in order to get my student loans, I had to sign up for the draft. Yeah. And it said, as a male, if you do not enlist for the draft, you cannot, we cannot guarantee that you will get your federal funding for school. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm 17. I am underage. Right. And so you let 17 and 18 year olds sign their life away for millions of dollars or millions, hundreds. It's going to get there soon, but for thousands of dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. And then possibly be drafted for war if need be. But I can't get a drink. 
Yeah. If I wanted some liquor, couldn't do it. Now, if I wanted to smoke a cigarette, can't do it. Right. So why are so I'm a child when it comes to those controlled substances. Oh, and some states can't get weed either. So (laughs) I'm a child when it comes to that, but I'm not a child when it comes to going across borders to murder somebody else. Yeah. And so it's like, it's this weird, like, make up your mind. Like, what do you, what do you want to see me as? If it's going to be that way, it needs to be that way across the board. Everything needs to be 21. Everything. Mm -hmm. But they can't do that because they want kids fresh out of high school going to the military. They want to go into poor demographics where those kids probably have no other choice mm-hmm. outside of, you know, high school. They, they don't have the resources to get to college. They didn't have the education to support them to get them to college. So they need that 18 year old to enlist in the military. So they have someone to keep fighting these useless ass wars. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I would never be 21, because by the time you're 21, you're probably going to be an established adult. And you're like, I don't really need the military. Yeah, it's very predatory. Super predatory, right? And then they give you the promises of, oh, well, you get here, you get the money, you get your GI Bill, you can go to college for less, and blah, blah, blah. You learn all this discipline, and blah, 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 blah. And then you come back, and you have no support. Yep, you got mm-hmm. your you got your GI Bill and a bunch of PTSD. They defunded your, your veteran affairs. You have the person you were supposed to talk to is not there anymore because they no longer have a job, because that location no longer exists. And now you're homeless, dealing with your mental issues by yourself. And they're like, salute all veterans. Like, <laughs> what? And so it's like, there's, there's so many, but also, but at 18, no, not even at 18, in most states, it's like the age of consent is like 16. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'm a child, I'm not a child then too. Right. Like, what? And Not- I think recently there was a state that tried to lower it or get rid of the age of consent. I think some, I think there was a state trying to lower it to like age of 12. There was one state that didn't lower the age of consent to 12, but they were allowing like arranged marriages at 12. Like, huh? But that's also been a thing. Like if well, the parents sign off on it, yeah, a, a fully like forty year old man could marry a fourteen year old, which is also like, huh? Yeah, what? Mm-hmm. You literally just sold your child, and this is not hap- But this is also not happening to boys. This is mostly happening to girls. Oh yeah. So what? Why? Who? Who missed the oversight on that? Um, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of weird, weird inconsistencies in how things are governed here. Mm -hmm. But if you line them all up, they benefit a very specific group of people. Yep. And and that's people with a lot of fucking money. Mm -hmm. Like who has enough money to pay off some parents to marry their 14 year old child? people with a lot of money mm-hmm. who benefits from, you know, 
you know, Roe v. Roe v. Wade being overturned federally so that it's not protected from bans in states. A bunch of rich people because they can still afford it. Yeah, they can cross state lines to go get an abortion. A poor person cannot do that. Right? Who benefits from, you know, these... (laughs) Who benefits from all these, you know, Second Amendment rights for the most part? People with money because Mm -hmm. they can buy the weapons, they can buy the ammunition, they can Mm -hmm. buy the training on how to use said weapons, they can buy the land to practice with said weapons. They can Mm -hmm. do... All of these things. They can buy private jets so they can carry their weapons with them. They can get chauffeurs who can carry their weapons for them. They can pay to get a CCL or or CPL, right? When that, the people who are hurt by all these things are people without money. And so it's just like, how... But also, how is it that the people who are hurt by this are always voting in favor of the things that are going to help the people <laughs> with the money? Like yeah. voting consistently against their own best interest. I think we talked about that last time yeah, uh, with, with Tia, where it was like, it's because they would rather hurt everybody else for mm-hmm. the very minuscule chance to become the person that those things benefit. Right. Then help everybody and be equal. And knowing, knowing subconsciously that those people would never help them. Yeah. Because if they would, they would have. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they can. It's not even if they could. They can. Right. They choose not to. So when it comes to all of the gun stuff, it really irritates me because people always quote, you know, two way this, two way that. And they were talking about second amendment and stuff. But one of the things that we lost as an American society with our poor education is the, the ability to read things in context. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why people get canceled so easily. That's why people are always up in arms about anything that seems to be slightly controversial because people don't know how to read things in context. Like mm-hmm. one prime example is uh, Kendrick Lamar on Kendrick Lamar's new album. He has a whole song talking about you know trans family members, mm-hmm. and the whole song was in from the perspective of from when he was a kid to when he becomes an adult. And he's using he's using all kinds of slurs, right? And people are up in arms about the slurs because we don't use those words anymore. They're disrespectful and you're not part of the community. But if you listen to the song or if you're not good at listening to hip hop, if you read the lyrics, mm-hmm. you can see that it's a journey. And yep. every time he gets a bit older you see the slur less and less and less and it goes from him saying the word faggot to the him saying f word right because it's a progression of his mental state as he goes through and learns that he shouldn't be saying this anymore right right and then they're like well what about him dead naming the person and you know blah 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 and it's like 
And then at the end of the song, he says it again. And I'm like, one, he's telling you a story, right? And so he said, this person went to this person. Mm -hmm. How would you know who that person is, right? If he doesn't tell you how he got from there to there. That's how Mm -hmm. stories are told. And he says it again at the end as the voice of someone else. Right. Right. So if you hear it and if you're paying attention to it in context, it's not him saying the word. It's a character that he's playing saying the word. Right. He's be, he's telling it from the perspective of his trans thing, uncle. Mm-hmm. So. And the last line is. I think the last line is. Don't be hypocritical. It all has to be fair. If you want to say the white, if you want to say faggot, you got to let white people say nigger. Right. But Kendrick is not saying it. It's the Mm -hmm. trans uncle that's saying it because it's an air quotes. But everyone's like, oh, my God, he Mm -hmm. said it. He said it. It's like, no, you idiot. Listen, (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you were reading a book, it would say such and such said quote blah 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 context now take that same idea context and apply it to the constitution the second amendment is the right to bear arms in order to rise up against a tyrannical government with a well-regulated militia yes so that means if you are not in said militia what do you need those type of weaponry for now people go well i like to do it for sport then you should be allowed to buy a gun specified for sport and if they Mm -hmm. find out that you're using it for anything other than sport take it away Mm -hmm. oh i'm a i'm a collector i just like how they look then they should be encased and you should not be able to buy ammunition you don't go to a range you do not need them for and you need any ammunition for them because you're not going to use them because you're collecting Mm -hmm. them you don't take beanie babies out the box because you're trying to keep the resale value right that dbz first collector's trunks that you got (laughs) it stays in the fucking box because it's a collector's item you don't play with it yeah right well i just like guns all right go to the range you can rent said gun play with it at the range, give it back, and have it regulated by someone else. Right? Why? Why? But the other part about that is the real context of it will have to do with, I think there's an either a subsection of that same amendment or there's another amendment about not having to quarter soldiers. That's another amendment, yeah. Yeah. In your home, right? In a time of war. Right. And so if you combine those two, the whole thought is, hey, we're rising up against the tyrannical government. And if they decide to go to war, you do not have to keep any soldiers in your house. So you have this firearm to fight against set soldiers who try to take over your living quarters. So what. As an everyday means, do you need. um, All this firepower for. Right. Just mm-hmm. in the just in case, because at this point, 
we have let the military go so far that even if they decide to come quartering your your living space, you with your one AR-15 are not going to stop them. My favorite thing that I hear a lot <laughs> where I work, because a lot of people there are like super two-way gun nuts and whatever, which whatever. Um, one of the favorite things for me to hear is, well, they could try to come take my guns. What are you going to do? What are you? First off, boy you are at do. work right now. If they were smart about it, they'd be at your house right fucking now taking your guns. They could take it. Second, if they're not doing it right now, they're going to come in the middle of the night with a strike team of like six or eight people. What do you do against them when they're throwing flashbangs in at <laughs> one in the fucking morning? Third, if they're not doing that, what are you going to do against a helicopter or a mm-hmm. tank? Or a drone and a strike missile. Or a, a well-organized SWAT team. Yeah. They could come in in the middle of the day, you being your draws, they can yeah. kick your door in, have you apprehended before you even had any thoughts of putting anything anywhere. Mm-hmm. They will right? breach every single door and window you, you have in your house. And it didn't even have to be a big squad. It could be no. two Navy SEALs and you're done. All right, <laughs> they don't right. even have to use real resources for real. It could be an operation where two guys run a whole block by themselves, and everybody's stuff is gone. Like, right. it's, just, it's like the you ain't stopping shit. The level of like superhero people think they are mm-hmm. be, when they get this weaponry is a part of the problem. Like y'all think y'all are invulnerable, but the issue is you're not. And like, it's like everyone has all these guns too for like protection and shit. Like, how many people are you sliding that you have these many people coming <laughs> after you where you need these guns? And like, one of, there's only one guy at, at my work that I believe would like actually be able to do something because he was in the military. Mm. Um, and like, he would do a bunch of like um, shooting competitions and stuff, whatever. So he's gotten, you know, he has training. Mm-hmm. He's good with them. Um, but at the same time, like if if you've truly slighted somebody where they're coming after you, you don't think that they would go after you first. Mm-hmm. Like if I was to go insane and get a gun randomly, like I know who I would go after first in the place of business <laughs> because I know who's most dangerous. Right. I'm not that stupid. Where I'm just going to come in and start blasting the easy targets. Like, no, I'm going to wait for the hard targets to be off guard, get them first and then go on my merry way. The other thing that really gets me is that my my stepdad was robbed at supposed gunpoint. He mm-hmm. never saw the weapon. Mm-hmm. He is a I don't know if he was a trainer at that time, but he's had a CPL for a good long while. Mm-hmm. And so instead of giving over the money he shot at the people through his car door and then they started running away and he fired more at them now at the time it's like i was like i'm really i'm I'm glad you're okay mm-hmm. right and at the time i was like i'm glad you had it on you but as i've grown I was like, 
I don't know. Because... What if he would have took one of their lives? Yep. Over money. Like, would it have been worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, what... What justifies that? What justifies, you know, taking someone's life? Like there are there are things that I would really I would willingly put somebody on, you know, in the chair for, right? You know, touching a child, um, you know, raping a woman. Those those things. I'm like, oh yeah, take their heads. Definitely guillotine. Bring those back. But money. No. And especially because if they were intending to take his life, they would have just killed him and then took his money. Right? Because that would have been mm-hmm. simpler than brandishing a weapon or pretending to brandish a weapon. Right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I get it. You want to protect yourself and your family. But in some instances, you're putting your family in more harm's way. Like, well, now someone comes into a restaurant and you're armed. And so now you feel like you got to fight the armed person too Mm -hmm. with your family in said restaurant Mm -hmm. instead of getting them out. Like I don't understand the I, the mentality behind it doesn't make sense to me. Like I understand the idea of everyone needing to know how to use one, mm-hmm. because if you get in a situation and there's a weapon and you get it out of a sailor's hand or they drop it or something and you need to be able to know how to use it, sure. I and um I believe in gun safety and everyone knowing how to handle it and all of that good stuff. I don't believe that everyone needs one. There are very few people that need to have one. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you if you stopped and thought about everybody that you knew in your life, the majority of people you knew in your life, you'd be like, they probably shouldn't have a gun. Mm-hmm. And even like I talked about it at work once, um, very early on. Early on, like I also believe in like knowing what to do with a gun. I know I'm not necessarily against guns. I understand why you would need one. I understand mm-hmm. guns are cool, like all that stuff. Um, I personally would never have one. Uh just because I know my own mind Hmm. and I know where it would go Mm -hmm. and it would end in one of two ways, both ways, me being on the news. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't want to even give myself the option. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you, if I think about a lot of people that I know in my life or that I've met in my life, there's a lot of them. I'm just like, 
yeah, you definitely shouldn't have one either for the mm-hmm. exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the whole argument of everybody should have a gun. That's not going to help anything. It's definitely, definitely going to be the exact, exact opposite because if you had everyone a gun, then that means the people who shouldn't have one, have one. Right. Easier. Way easier. And one of the things that, you know, I was talking to my mom about it is, you know, she, she's a CPL instructor and, um, no, her and my stepdad are pretty two A, and I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I don't get it. But one of the things that we brought up in discussions that back to the military thing, those people get discharged, and because they had this specific training, they are allowed to have mm-hmm. military grade weaponry because right. they have that training. Mm-hmm. So you gave, you sent people to war mentally traumatized them mm-hmm. and then sent them back, give them no help, but then they have access to military grade weaponry. How right. does that make sense? Right. Right. And so those would be the first people but like, don't arm them. Um, yeah. yeah. You sent them back to a site where, you told them they were fighting for a country. They come back to said country and then said country disposes of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, make sure that's the one person that doesn't have anything. Because um, the likelihood of them using said thing is high. So it's just the math never equates. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, Oh, no, my brain. So I had another (laughs) point. I wouldn't trust my neighbors with my plants. (laughs) If I was going away for a weekend, I would get one of those, you know, little spigots that do like a slow drip Mm -hmm. before I asked my neighbors to water my plants. But there's a whole lot of people running around who don't even talk to their neighbors, never seen their neighbors. They're like, no, I'm cool with my neighbor having a gun. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't trust each other in this country, but we are going to go to the point of saying we trust each other with <laughs> everyone. Everyone it's, with weaponry. That was such a big thing, especially with this latest one, with this latest shooting uh, in in Uvalde. Um everyone's saying arm the teachers it's like three months ago you guys were banning books because you didn't trust them <laughs> trusted to give your kid the right book that you wanted and now you're going to trust them with a gun yep what's going to happen how long do you think it would take after you arm them that they're going to be forcing your kid at gunpoint to read the <laughs> communist manifesto because you think <laughs> that they're going to try to like indoctrinate your kid like, like it doesn't the, it doesn't make sense like oh uh, no these so-called teachers want to teach my kids CTR or CPR. They probably would say CPR because they don't know the, ac- the actual acronym. <laughs> want to teach my kids CPR? No. I might just pull them out and homeschool them. A school shooting happens. All these teachers need guns. All of them. Every single one. 
so they can protect my kids. I trust my, they see my kids more than I see my kids. They need to protect my kids. Yeah. It, <sighs> and then like, you don't pay them enough. You, you don't provide them with They're the proper under, equipment. Underfunded. They got to pay for school supplies out their own pocket, but you want to give them a Glock? <laughs> and like one of the things that i think it was i think it was cruz it was probably ted cruz because ted cruz is a uh-huh. fucking idiot but uh i think he said one of the senators recently had said well just make schools with only one door so it's easier to to defend the entire point of schools having more than one door is in case of any emergency, emergency like this so then they're not funneled to yeah. one place or you know a fire yeah uh, what uh, like it makes it easier so that everybody can get out and survive a gas leak what yeah. like that's exact but it's also like that's the exact same thing as building a school that's supposed to defend against school shooters mm-hmm. those kids are in the school mm-hmm. they're going to know where those kids are going yeah so if you build a school with one door, they're all going to get funneled into one place or have they no way. literally just have to camp a door now. Right. Are you going to make it no windows too? Like, right. Literally, that's literally a prison, bro. So that's the greatest yeah. learning. That's the greatest learning environment, apparently, is the prison system. That's what we're good at. So, you know, it's, it would make and sense. And even then. It's <laughs> like, uh so yeah, it's exhausting and it's always going to go down to this rabbit hole, but what people are missing is the intersectionality of it all. Like these are not happening in neighborhoods where the police care. Because also mm-hmm. that was another thing. The police were like, we didn't want to go in because we didn't want to get shot. I am so I am so this 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 is the exact part where like you want to know everything that goes on but the more you know the more you're just fucking tired of it and you <laughs> don't want to like, know anymore uh, hey you're entire, what you signed up for your entire job now i know <laughs> that they've gone to, to the supreme court already years ago and the supreme court ruled that they don't have any like they don't have to protect the public i understand that <laughs> but your entire job your entire job is to protect and serve, serve the public and you won't go you won't run into a school except to save your own kids but you will you won't run into a school to save anybody else's kids because you quote might get shot unquote. Oh, oh my god excuse me this somebody was trying to come online and give the excuse like well this is a small town and they didn't they probably didn't even you're in the police bro yes like you there are zero excuses we live in america there cannot be a lack of contingencies <laughs> like, you know who else is afraid might get shot the teachers and the kids te- <laughs> literally like y'all were there before bro went into the school and stopped nothing this whole thing this especially this last one was such a mess from the word go like the reason the cops were there in the first place was because the guy shot his grandma and stole her car. He crashed the car, crashed the car down the road. They got out and chased him to the school. And then he got in barricaded himself in. They didn't do shit. 
they waited around for 40 minutes to go get their own kids and then get get the hell out of there while he was barricaded in shooting kids then they when the shooting stopped one of the cops was like hey if anybody's in there and needs help yell for help and uh, they did it and then the the shooter found them and killed them like excuse me wait what oh yeah uh, and they were stopping they were tasing and pepper spraying and arresting parents so they couldn't run in to get their own kids oh, because that. they were the only ones willing to get their own kids it was botched from the word go is either botched or the police was on his side that's the only the only options like It, uh. so the question the question is what do we do what do we do to protect our children well being that the country that we live in is the country that we live in the no amount of talking is going to change anything because no. legislation is not going to change because <laughs> the to be honest, the poor is the majority and the poor is voting against their best interest. We're busy fighting other poor people. Yep. Who's who's going to get rich first while they're both still very much poor and making no headway? So the only real option is lock the doors? Like I like it sounds goofy, but it's like, hey, like make it one of those doors where you know you can only uh, it's it's just exhausting, really. Like the thought process of it is dumb. So now we need every school to have ballistic windows, so no one can mm-hmm. you know penetrate it from through the windows. You know, don't have anything on the first floor. Even with the ballistic windows, make sure the first floor is just, you know, like a dummy lobby. Every building is, you know, all the classrooms are, you know, second and third floor only. Maybe each student has to be buzzed in. Like, the it takes more logistical steps to make a school building anti-shooter proof than it does mm-hmm. to be like ayo we gonna do something about you know getting a mass amount of weaponry off the streets mm-hmm. because the argument is always well they're gonna buy it on the black market and it's like right but, right, but it's, do- it's either a thousand dollars over the counter or thirty thousand dollars on the black market mm-hmm. if you got thirty thousand dollars you're probably not going to shoot up a school. You're probably doing all right. You uh, and even on an off chance that it gets to that point, it's like, okay, but we're still stopping the inflow of new weaponry. Like, yeah. All right. Instead of building a wall to keep immigrants out, dummies, um, why don't you build the infrastructure <laughs> to stop guns from being trafficked in from other borders? Like, yeah. you know, we got this whole TSA system so stuff doesn't get on planes. How don't we have a whole infrastructure to stop weaponry from coming across our borders, right? Mm -hmm. And the answer is because 
these people who are in government and have money want fear in the country because it makes them more money because then people spend more money on things to protect themselves and, you know, not pay attention to what's actually causing the problem. They just want to put a bandaid on what's happening just now instead of fix instead of sewing up the wound, you know, we have a huge gash across our chest, but we're putting a bandaid at the part that's the thinnest, right? Instead of putting a suture on the gaping hole, where our heart's falling out. So, and that's all by design because why wouldn't it be? Um, And it's not a conspiracy theory. Just do the math. (laughs) Just do the math. And you can see from the, from the start of the FBI and CIA onward, it's been a shit show. Like, Mm -hmm. like, like, truly government wise like the start of the country was awful now we there's no disputing that but once more of these government agencies were put into place you can see and they've admitted and have files about like you know how the war on drugs started it was them putting crack cocaine and weaponry into the black communities mm-hmm. And then putting, then starting a war on drugs, like <laughs> mm, looking for a reason to police people of color, right? And it's like, hey, yo, because the big question of anyone with any common sense was like, how the hell did these people get crack cocaine? Um, they're poor. You think they're driving to Colombia, flying to Colombia to get coke to turn into crack cocaine? <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? That doesn't even make sense. How did this get introduced into the community in the first place? And there's files of like, they're like, yeah, we had sleeper agents drop it off. And this Mm -hmm. is the same thing. Like when the BLM riots were going on and then bricks start showing up in urban cities that were already built. Yeah. Where the hell did these bricks come from? That Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense. Why are there just pallets of bricks sitting around for people to be throwing? What? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any sense. And, and then so, they have instigators within there to mm-hmm. start throwing the bricks and agitators. And then there's the same thing that happened with, you know, um, the assassinations of Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. There were people, mm-hmm. they were like, well, it was a black man that killed Malcolm X. Yes, but there were also agitators. And they've admitted that there were agitators within those same, the nation of Islam to assassinate him, right? Mm-hmm. Elijah. Pro- the Prophet Elijah Muhammad's right hand man was actually uh, either FBI or CIA, CIA informant. Like mm-hmm. they were in there stirring shit up, and that's how they got somebody from within the own the community to murder Malcolm X, like by design, right? And so the question, the answer to the question of how do we do something about all of this is uproot the government and start over. Mm -hmm. That is use them guns that you love so much (laughs) and overthrow the tyrannical government. Like the second amendment says you love them instead of rushing the (laughs) rushing the capital over uh, what you thought was a botched election. How about you rush them to make sure that there's a even distribution of wealth um, mm-hmm. making sure that everyone is fed, making sure that everyone is getting paid, making sure there's not filibusters happening mm-hmm. 
to stop things that are supposed to benefit everybody. Right. Because they unanimously. In the first time in forever, all voted to get rid of daylight savings time. Uh, within within a couple hours. Like mm-hmm. that was one of the quickest things ever passed. Ever. Ever passed. But universal health care? The right for you, for them to just take, you're already taking money out my check. Take the money so that I can go to the doctor and not get a bill later. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how that doesn't add up, and so that's it's hard. <laughs> it's hard for me to say that I'm a liberal or conservative, if I'm a Democrat or a Republican, because I'm an extremist that has nothing to do with neither. I just want a government that works for me. And liberals will say that's what they want too, but are the liberals that say there are liberals now are mostly centrist with slightly liberal leanings. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing anything that will cost them money if we're going to talk about the politicians. Mm-hmm. Now, there are probably real like extremist liberals out here who are like ready to go. But I don't think they have any plans about what the governing body should be afterwards. They're just ready to tear shit up. So I would that make me an anarchist? Maybe that makes me an probably. Anarchist. Yeah, that'd be the closest <laughs> right? thing. <laughs> that would be the closest thing, right? It's like. But I have I have an idea of what I would want my governing body to look like after I overthrow the government, not just, you know, free reign of the people, because people are stupid. People are dumb. And the thing about that is you're going to need leadership, right? Because not everyone's meant to be a leader. And that's another like fallacy of our country. Everyone's a leader. Everyone can be an entrepreneur. No, 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 no. We need people who are not leaders. We need mm-hmm. people who are simple. We need people who don't want to think. They just want to do things, right? Because that's how we get things done. That's how we get things built, right? We don't want everyone to be entrepreneurs because then, mm-hmm. you know. Who's going to make the stuff to, to sell? Right. So my ideal government is just one that lends a hand. Right. I'm not in it for any personal gain. I'm not in it to stuff pockets. I I don't care about big tobacco. I don't care about big farm. What I care about is making sure that people are taken care of. Mm -hmm. Right. Simple enough. That you would think that would be simple enough. You would think that would be why you would get into politics. You because you just want to help people. Because all the government should be is good customer service. Yeah. That's it. You should be able to call up your senator and be like, hey yo, our road sucks. And your senator be like, cool, let me get some money to your mayor so y'all can get that road fixed. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what it should be. 
Aro is yeah. tor- uh um um we need a stop sign here. Cool. You call up your local government and they handle that. If they don't have the money for it, they go up the branch until they find where they can get the money from and they put a stop sign there so little kids get stopped getting run over. Like it should be a a a, a helping hand so that people are being able to live the best life that they can. That's my ideal government. And it sounds simple and it sounds like reasonable and it sounds doable. And if countries threaten to take their, you know, production elsewhere, go. Right? Because the way that our economy is set up right now is global. Mm-hmm. And so we can get access to that stuff anywhere. But also, if you're going to take your production elsewhere, make sure you pay all your taxes before you dip. Yeah. Resend your resend it, resend all of it, everything that makes you American and go start it up anew somewhere else. All right. Because you don't want to be here anymore. So why do you get the benefit of saying that you are part of our country? Right. And so that's how you stop corporate greed. That's how you stop them from just shipping stuff elsewhere for cheaper labor and not having stuff built domestically. Because if you don't have the benefits of this country, then what does your name mean elsewhere? So like all of this as a 26 year old guy who hasn't in the grand scheme of things been on, on this earth for that long can figure that out. Why can't, 96-year-old Mitch McConnell figure that shit out. Dog, you are ancient. The jar of dirt that Johnny Depp was carrying around the Pirate of the Caribbean is <laughs> Mitch McConnell. Might even be younger than him. <laughs> and you, you, what? At your big age. You can't... And it's, like, and it's not even that like he can't figure it out. He knows it. Mm-hmm. And is purposely subverting all of that, mm-hmm. as is most of the politicians in there, because all they want to do is have their money. Mm-hmm. Oh, we can't vote on that. We have a three day weekend coming up, huh? Oh, we're not going to vote on that. Government shutting down. The government is doing what? That blew my mind. The government shut down like three times. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? You're, you, they tell the kid who's working at McDonald's for 15 an hour that he can't have two days off. How are you who's making six figures plus going to shut down the government for two weeks? Mm-hmm. All right, guess I'm not paying taxes for two weeks. Hey, I need a refund. Yeah. Because what are you getting paid for? Mm-hmm. There should be a refund every time there's a filibuster. Y'all not yeah. working. Mm-hmm. What are you getting paid for? And so the problem for me is that they always want to make everything a grassroots issue. What are y'all going to do about these people shooting up schools? What is what is your community going to do about, you know, stopping all of this? And it's like, 
Uh, we're going to ask the people with more power and more capabilities to do something about it because that's gonna, their job as well. We voted y'all in here to do that exact thing. Figure mm-hmm. that out. Y'all were the ones that got all the education and are oh so much smarter than us. Get it the fuck together. Now. Now. <laughs> like, yeah. you had time to figure it out. And I say all of this to say, I miss quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) I deeply in my soul miss quarantine. And that was was something that popped up in my memories the other day. Because somebody stupid on my timeline was like, see, no mass shootings. Duh, idiot. Ain't no mass (laughs) gatherings. Everybody in the crib. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, we haven't had it. We haven't had. Uh, see, America, there's no problems in America. There's been no mass shooting all year. Are you talking about 2020? Right. What are you talking yeah, that, about? That was a big thing. Like, yeah, it was so much better under Trump because there were no mass shootings. Uh, uh, yeah. Ain't, no, ain't nobody out. There's no zero mass gatherings be allowed across the nation, across the world. Mass gatherings have ceased to exist. How do you see that as a positive for no mass shootings? Mm-hmm. You can't do them. There's no mass gatherings. That's how that math works. And then immediately, immediately we get back outside and start allowing mass gatherings again. And what happens? <gasps> mass shootings. And it's always. It's always places where, like, nobody can defend themselves. Mm-hmm. Schools where there's young children. Churches where there's either young children or older people. Or mm-hmm. it's a church. You usually don't bring a gun to church. Unless you're in a hood. Right. Or a supermarket. Yep. And especially in the morning where usually when elderly people go. Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody is going in. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'd seen on TikTok about it as because that's how you get news now yep um <laughs> but um it was like you don't see all these people that are so angry at the world going to the bronx yep going to downtown detroit mm-hmm. going down you know they're, they're not going to any of these places where any of these problems are actually happening that they're so worried about Yep, they're going to the most churches, schools, supermarkets, mm-hmm. parks, like places where nothing is happening, mm-hmm. and it. <sighs> That's how you know it's not real, because like, yeah, if your whole thing is like you're afraid of the Great Replacement, and then mm-hmm. you know the colors are coming to replace you, then you should go in the center of where all those, you know, black and brown people are. Mm. And then you should start shooting up there. Not go don't, to... Don't, with, don't go after old people. They ain't replacing anybody. They ain't replacing anybody, right? And so, you know, go go mess with those youths. You know, yeah. <laughs> go mess with those youths in Chicago who bought yeah. their life. Because they, they, they're, they're still, they're still uh, viable to procreate. Go run those blocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, 
So that yeah, that's a huge thing. It's like okay, but there was there was one shooting that happened at a church, and somebody was they was they were locked mm-hmm. and loaded, and they they were able to apprehend them. I think they only I think somebody I think a person still lost their life in that one, mm-hmm. um, but somebody was in there, and they were like, no, nah, we're not about to do this today. Um, yeah. but it, like that narrative of like only person that can stop a a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun is like eh, no um that's that's not true because we had good guys quote unquote good guys with guns who mm-hmm. let one run amok in the school like mm-hmm. there was there's still like stuff coming out obviously about that stuff but one of the things that the police said in one of their interviews was um anybody that was shot was definitely shot by the shooter without any prompting without any prompting it's like why are you saying that uh, obviously yeah like nobody asked about that why are you saying that so it's probably that one of them got jumpy while they were saving their own kid and shot another kid yeah, like that's it's like the good guy with a gun don't do shit. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, what? That's that's oddly specific. Or yeah. as Cardi B would say, that that's weird. That's weird. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> what? Why? It's, why? Why would you volunteer that? No one even like you were in the clear. Right. Yeah. N- no, I didn't steal any cookies. Yeah, it's exactly like a kid. Telling on telling on themselves mm-hmm. for something nobody asked for. Hey, 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 Johnny, where are you? I, 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 I didn't color my my moss brown. <laughs> what? That's where you were, sir. <laughs> what? I, I, I didn't play with the dog's poop today. What? <laughs> Wait, what? No one asked Good? you anything. <laughs> no one asked you anything about that. Now I gotta check your hands. <laughs> like, <what>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, right? This is like such a mess. And it's all of the stuff. A lot of the stuff that happened recently was like in Texas too. Mm-hmm. If you're so, if your biggest argument is good guys with guns. Where are there more good guys with guns than Texas? Supposedly. United States. Yeah. Like they, they are the strapped up capital of the world. Like Yeah. Where were they? Right? Where where were they at? So it's just it's it's exhausting. And mm-hmm. like I said, I miss quarantine because a mixture of being an introvert and you know there being unlimited, almost unlimited anime, mm-hmm. and not having to hear this stuff, but also even during this time, even during that, we still had George Floyd. So it was like, yeah, everything was supposed to be shut down, like, and we couldn't even get, you know. But that's that that wasn't a mass shooting, I guess. We got a, a reprieve, a reprieve from the mass shootings. Still have police brutality and discrimination going on, but mm-hmm. at least we had a break from mass shootings for a minute. They'll always find time for that. Oh, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. So yeah. So we yeah we had we had to touch on it because you know we live here um, and we're not unaware of what's going on in the world and we're not mm-hmm. unempathetic to those to the to those type of situations and you know everyone always says thoughts and prayers to families and stuff but i don't because it see it feels insecure and it's sorry it's sincere mm-hmm. and is it helping i think they would much rather have their kids so can we yeah do what what can we do to ensure that we don't have to keep saying thoughts and prayers to people is where i'm at it's a big reason that like i don't want to have kids yes besides like the economic aspect of it all and like i don't have money to take care of myself there's no way i can have money to take care of another kid it's like i don't want to worry about my kid going off to school Mm -hmm. either the first day of school or like what happened here like two days before the end of school Mm -hmm. like i don't want to have to worry about it 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 there are so many other things to worry about with kids Mm -hmm. as it is like are they okay are they having like you know are they getting everything they're supposed to get Mm -hmm. uh in school or at home are am i being a good enough parent to them Mm -hmm. like human they're big old dirt balls so are they healthy yeah Yeah. like am i giving them what they need emotionally physically mentally uh and then on top of that i gotta worry about what some nut job is gonna do Mm mm-hmm and at some random day right uh yeah and that's that's real and it's also just like i think a lot of people feel that way and mm-hmm. i feel like that's also playing into all this abortion stuff yeah yeah like a lot of our generation is like like cool for the kids that are are out right now but mm-hmm. for any future kids, fuck them kids. Like, yeah, because <laughs> like, yeah. it's like it's not like no kids are awful. It's more like no, why, why, why would we do that to another human being? Like, why would I bring another world, bring another child, another person to this world with our economy the way that it is, with our environment the way that it is, and the way our socio, like our social things are set up in our country. Mm. Like do okay. that just because I want a kid. Right. So like, okay, I, I climbed the economic ladder so that, you know, I can economically afford to have a kid, but then they still got to go, especially like being black. Like now mm-hmm. my kid still has to deal with racial discrimination because now I'm yep. in a wealthier tax bracket, but now they got to go to school with a bunch of kids that have never seen May may have never seen them or, you know, kids are getting to be more, you know, interracial as time goes on. So maybe there's some more interracial people there, but Mm -hmm. also their grandpappy who's 110 now because medicine's better is still spewing down his hatred. Mm -hmm. And so now that interracial kid might have some internal race, internalized racism, or there just might be some straight up racist white kids at my school and my kids got to deal with that. Like, 
is enough to be a human. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting enough being alive. Why would I want to bring another human being into that suffering? It feels very selfish. And I understand yeah. that sentiment. Like, I think I would be a great dad, but at this point, maybe just adopt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, it sounds terrible, but they've are they've already been experienced to this world. Mm-hmm. Like they they're already are, going through some shit. Try to help them with that instead they, of yeah adding a new person to the mix. Born into trauma. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a yeah that's a big thing, and I think the crazy part is if. If we go down the what we we would call a conspiracy conspiracy theory hole, and think about you know people actually believing in this you know great replacement bullshit, the easiest way to have curtailed that was economics and social standings. Yeah, because if mm-hmm. people had more money, they would have more time to procreate, and mm-hmm. then be more willing to. And if you yeah. fix some of the, you know, the racial things, then people who look like me would be like, all right, well, then we'll have more kids because now my kids don't have to deal with that. But instead, they go, no, we're just going to stop abortions. And you're like, well, you're not. Yep. And the likelihood of what's going to happen is that you're going to kill, end up killing, you know, two people end up or a possible person and an actual person. Are likely to die in this situation now mm-hmm. and so you're actually going to be cutting your population down even more mm-hmm. if you really think about it because they're still going to happen just not safely right you now or you know someone's going to have like a a 3d printed abortion clinic in a crib and it's going to go that route Mm-hmm. And they're gonna. I think we said this before. It is gonna be on YouTube. Just yeah, yeah. You know, figuring it out. How to? How to? Right. Abortions for dummies. So yeah. It's it's crazy to know that the solutions are so simple. And nobody wants to do anything about and it. And just just zero zero want. Nobody to, in power wants to do anything about it. I should say yes. But also a lot of people not in power are also been so brainwashed. Yeah. To not want to do anything about it. Yeah. And that's yeah. And it's like it I just I just started connecting all the dots. Like, why is the you we're one of the most, you know, industrialized nations in the world, but our education is so poor? Why is that? Because if you have uneducated people, you can tell them anything, they'll believe you because they don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, so all of it is starting to sound purposeful. Yeah. And. It's the police. Open up. <laughs> FBI. Yeah. Yeah, my FBI agent probably is real pissed. He's listening through me, through this <laughs> web, through my <laughs> webcam, through my phone, and through my Alexa. Right now, so I <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't say it too loud, set her off. Um, but yeah, just I don't know, it's what I 
always say to people, just just be kind, bro. Just like the amount of energy it takes to just be nice is so minimal. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know we're past the point of being nice. We need to be at the point of being radical. But just like we haven't figured out nice yet. So can we just get there first? Can we get to a level of just, baby steps? Just being, you know, considerate of other people's lives and like the fact that they're just trying to be alive. I know it is asking a lot, but just and it also is just I know I'm talking to a lot of people who are already that because if you if you listen to us, you know, we already know it's a specific demographic of people who, mm. you know, will listen to two young men rant and ramble all goddamn day um (laughs) but (laughs) yeah like if a straggler gets in here i just want to keep the message going just hey if you're thinking about being a dickhead to somebody today don't (laughs) (laughs) just stop it just stop it get Get help help. Uh, it's one of my favorite memes oh man as problematic as michael jordan is that was a great quote (laughs) (laughs) as the late as the great michael jackson or michael jordan said fuck them kids Uh, (laughs) so yeah um that's been another episode wow we spent you know almost two hours on two topics but you know Mm -hmm. That's how it goes goes, because the rabbit hole is deep. Um, Cody, let them know where they can find you. Yep. Uh, Go ahead and find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash commander underscore Cody underscore 501st. You can find me at Twitter at commander underscore 501st to know when I go live. Um, I probably won't be well i won't be streaming at all this weekend uh i got a wedding to go to up in chicago it's gonna take all weekend um so uh by the time this comes out next time i'm gonna be streaming is probably like next wednesday or thursday Mm -hmm. but let me get a, a date for that uh the 8th or the 9th probably Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, would be the would be the earliest. If not, then it'd be on uh, next weekend. All um, but yeah, you can find me there. Find out when I'm live. Find out how things are going. Sweet. And as always, you can find us on the gram at laugh underscore not underscore two underscore cry. Find us on Twitter at laugh not to cry p one. You can find us on Gmail at laugh not to cry at gmail.com You can find us on Facebook at laugh not to cry again. Please like, share. Follow, get feedback, interact with us, please. Please and talk to us. Thank you. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and until next time, peace. Peace. <laughs>